Break It Down with Rick and Tim is also available to watch on YouTube. Oh, that was very bright and exciting and wonderful. It'll go great in there. I like it. And don't forget to check out our website. That's right. www.breakitdownwithrickandtim.com Hey, welcome back to Break It Down with Rick and Tim. This is part two of Belief Systems. That's right. In the last episode, we talked about Bigfoot, religion, and then one, two, three, MAGA. Yes. That's right. Now, the episode ended just when Tim was getting started on Harvey Weinstein. Oh, yeah, that's right. And the hypocrisy that our society has towards men who are attractive or potatoes like him. Mm. Yeah. So let's get started. The hell's going on? It's a good question. I'm glad I'm Italian. I'm not white. You kind of are. <laughs> Why does it have to be the big chicken? <laughs> Why does it have to be the big chicken? Why do you have to say it like that? <laughs> I was right. And yes. you were racist. It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> I still have a belief that Sasquatch is out there. But that doesn't make me crazy. And you give me that face, and this is my issue with you. You're a questionable person. This is a podcast where Rick, a Generation Xer, and Tim, a millennial, come together and try to find answers to our changing world. Break it down with Rick and Tim. All right. And then Harvey Weinstein. Look at that. He had so much power and he abused it. You want this role? Right on a bigger level. Um, you want this role? I'll, I'll, uh, you can come over here and do some, some, some sexual <clears throat> for me. Wow. So, yes. And, and and you got it. Right. It's and and the stories you hear about him running around like naked, and they're like, oh, it's just it's it's Harvey, it's Harvey. And he was no sight to behold. No. <laughs> no. He no. Was, but if he was John, like a, if he a was a potato running around with legs. If it was John Cena, well, I might be one of those girls. <laughs> right. <laughs> I might become one of those girls. And too, isn't that sad that how hypocritical? He looks like a potato with legs. Ew. Oh, it's John Cena. Sign me up. Right? It goes back to, well, and it goes back to, you know, our society. You're right. Because I'm it's. Sorry. No, but you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right because our society is like that. If you are an attractive oh person, so it goes back to what we, our belief systems. If you're an attractive person, you get to do attractive things. Yes. Right? And you get to do those things to other people. Donald Trump had power, he had money, and he was also the president. Uh And even before he was president, he was a sight to behold in that regard, not physically. Right. At one point, he was probably a physical specimen who some people may have found attractive. He was in shape. But then you saw him dance, and you were like, "Mm, that's rough. And unfortunately, there are people that are attracted to money. Right. And will put aside their morals just to get that money. And the one person that speaks out, for for example, Rose McGowan, in regards to Harvey Weinstein, you don't see her working anymore because she's a troublemaker. You don't see her on television anymore. She's, you know, uh, who is labeled. She was in that TV show called Charmed with Alyssa Milano. Hmm. And she brought the Me Too movement to the forefront in regards to Harvey Weinstein. And she's angry. And she has every right to be angry. Sure. You know, 
and she takes it to a level that people are not comfortable with. Harvey Weinstein was on camera when this whole thing broke saying, forgiveness, guys. How about forgiveness? Could you forgive him? I don't want to. Because it's not about me. I'm just a representative for all of us who've been hurt. I want to forgive the world for hurting people. And he's a part of that. And I, I, I think there are so many others that I need to forgive even before him. Mm-hmm. But I can say this. The man who pinned me down had handcuffs on him today. Right. And the truth is never meant to be comfortable. No. It's not warm and fuzzy. Well, how comfortable do you think she is experiencing that truth? Boom. Right? Bingo. Right there. That's yeah. exactly what it is. People, if, if people are uncomfortable, good. Because it's, it's in an incredibly uncomfortable situation. And it's not fair for us to say, oh, they're producing so much. They're doing so much more for our community. Uh, we'll just let them by with that transgression. We can't yeah. do that. Right. Right. And 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 that's why I will forever now refer to Donald Trump as President Pussy Grabber, because people have allowed that to slip by. And if they allowed that to slip by, they're going to have to hear me say President Pussy Grabber. Yes. Until they recognize that President Pussy Grabber is a pussy grabber. Right. I have children. I have two girls. At some point, that shit's going to be in a textbook. Oh, yeah. It's it's part of history. It is. It's part of history. It was at that moment. That was the moment where I feel that society said, look, we don't care that Donald Trump is this jerk. We don't care that he causes all this harm. We just want our politics pushed through. So we don't care. And that's the problem. Is because we're saying, look, look at this guy. On the surface level, he is everything that you are not and everything that you don't want your children to be. Would you leave your daughters in a room with Donald Trump alone? Some would. Some would. Because of their clout. Because of their clout. But would they also understand that their children are probably going to be sexually assaulted? I mean, come on. The risk is there. Every possible red flag Mm-hmm. Donald Trump gives off as somebody that you don't want near your children. It's <laughs> scary to me. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. Granted, I wouldn't leave my children alone with Bill Clinton. Same deal, right? Mm-hmm. But 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 we didn't know that at the time we elected him. Maybe mm-hmm. we did, but he wasn't going around, uh, you know, talking about his daughter's legs and talking about the 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 women that he was with. And how he, you know, just goes up and grabs women by the pussy, right? He's not actively telling people he's going to sexually assault people. What you just mentioned in regards to uh, some parents putting their children knowingly in danger reminded me of James Safechuck and Wade Robson. Now, if you don't know who those names are, who those men are, they were two young boys at one time that their parents... (laughs) Willingly let Michael Jackson take on trips and stay at his Neverland ranch. And they were uh, the focus of an Oprah Winfrey special detailing their allegations against Michael Jackson and how they were groomed to 
defend Michael because they thought they were in love with Michael. They're heterosexual men, but as young boys, they were being given affection, toys, presence in the company of a tremendous superstar. They had feelings for him. It was pure feelings, and Michael made them feel good. It wasn't until when Michael was making them do certain things that made them get creeped out and they got their spidey senses tingling and, oh, wait, this isn't right. That's when things began to change with them. And then as they got older, Michael was preferring, allegedly, other younger boys, and they were tossed off to the side. They were like jilted girlfriends. Like, wait a minute. What did I do? Did I do something wrong? Certainly, I'm not holding you accountable as an 11-year-old, but as a 23-year-old or 22-year-old when you testified. And I wonder, do you think about those boys? Do you think about the boys for whom you testified against? Yeah. I think, for me, in, in relation to the other boys, um, I had no awareness of that at the time, when I was 11 and when I was 22 and 23. I was so narrowly focused on my training to be a soldier for Michael and protect him. I wish that I could have been ready when I was 11. I wish that I could have been ready when I was 22 to give Jordan, to give Gavin Arvizo some validation and some sense of justice and to be able to play a role in stopping Michael at that point from abusing however many other kids he abused after that. Could you imagine being a young child with that kind of confusion going on in their head? Right, this and their, and their parents, their, their parents feel terribly guilty because they had already heard the accusations from other people in the original court case from, what, 1993, I think it was, yet they were now jeopardizing their boy's safety by letting a alleged child molester who gave them money, who made them feel good, they got caught up drinking the Kool-Aid. Right. And all common sense and critical thinking went out the door, and now those two boys are mentally scarred for the rest of their life. Absolutely. One of them, Wade Robson, became a choreographer and was Britney's dancer slash dance teacher. And allegedly, I can't, this is gossip, but it makes sense, the reason for Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears breaking up. Mm. I believe Wade Robson did have the affair with Britney Spears, and that was the ending with Justin Timberlake. Cry me a river. That's why he wrote that song. Britney. But Britney was also very impressionable. She still is very impressionable. She is very impressionable. Look at the world she grew up in. Yeah. Right? Shit, Britney Spears could be a whole different topic. Britney Spears could be a whole different topic. Well, that's some juicy gossip. And Michael Jackson was friends with this guy still as a young adult when he was a choreographer for Britney Spears and was wanting all the dirt on Britney sexually. Michael had some sort of obsession with Britney, and he would call me, and he'd want to know, um, you know, what it was like working with her, and what she was like, and isn't she sexy, isn't she beautiful, wondering if I can set up, like, a way for them to meet. And in those conversations as well, Michael was really interested in my sexual life with girls. I remember that being just really weird, considering... Michael and I's whole sexual history. Interesting. Because Michael Jackson was heterosexual. Mm. Allegedly. He was married to Lisa Marie Presley. But nonetheless, he was also a pedophile, allegedly. Mm -hmm. Which I do believe, in my opinion, he was. I mean, you look at a lot of pedophiles out there, they have their own children. Like, it's just, it's weird. It's it's weird. 
look how Donald Trump has treated Ivanka. That is true. Look at how he's treated his own daughter. It's, On it's, the Wendy Williams show, when Wendy Williams asked Ivanka, what do you have in common with your father? And Donald Trump said, sex. And yet, he's the pussy grabber, and that's become was, socially okay. It was very it, weird. It's always been in the forefront. People don't really hide who they are. No. It's always been bizarre to me how Donald Trump treats his own daughter. Uh, and the photos. The photos, just the things he says, the, the way... Inappropriate. He, right. And, but and he, said, he gets away with it. Well, the reason why, again, is because it's the power that he holds. It's the, the king's will, right? I, he has so much power behind him that people say, well, I don't want to, you know lose this power so we're just gonna let it slide and we'll brush it off and he has a whole team behind him that says okay your job is just to make sure that he doesn't wreck his reputation and when he does you need to fix it and everybody's gonna believe you because everybody's already drank the kool-aid and you have the platform so if you tell and here's here's the other thing going back to kind of wrapping this whole thing up because we have definitely broke some shit down we have definitely broke some stuff down um, that belief system, that, that thing that we're primed for, uh, it's taught to us from a very early age, don't question the authority. Right. Right. We're groomed. We're groomed. So when it gets up to, um, when, when, when you're growing up and you hear, uh, oh, there's a bunch of priests that molested some children. Okay. Well, uh, that's not the church. That's those priests. Stay with the church. Don't leave the church because the church is not those priests. The church allowed that, but it really wasn't the church. And when it comes to politics, okay, those are what they say and those are their personal feelings or that this is this can be explained away somehow, right? Those documents wouldn't be lying on the floor like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a deflection. All you got to do is deflect because what it comes down to, it's not necessarily whether or not that particular person like Donald Trump or Joe Biden or whoever that face is. It's not necessarily the face. It's the power behind the face, right? Mm -hmm. We got kind of lucky in a sense. Donald Trump isn't very aware of his surroundings. Well, he's not smart. He's not smart. He is not. He's not smart. But he has an amazing amount of gravitas, and he grabbed hold of the single issue voters. Remember, he was very much a pro-choice person until he needed the pro-lifers. Yes. And then he grabbed all of them. He's he's smart in that regard. And then the people, the Republican Party, who disdained him. You look at what they said about him before they drank the kool-aid it was honest honest to god graham was against him marco rubio was against him honest criticism ted cruz was against him mitch they were all against him but then money then money came by and they put it in a trough and said drop your pants and reach down and start grabbing it with your mouth and (laughs) they did and they just walked behind them and started (laughs) the ass yeah my right yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and that's what it came down to. Is is they recognized that Donald Trump had the fan, the 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 votes they needed, and they said, "Okay, we're going to sacrifice our soul here, because Donald Trump ain't that smart. He's probably not going to do a whole lot of damage because he doesn't know how, or he won't be able to figure it out. But we can pull the strings behind the scenes, and we can get a lot of stuff done. The problem is, is 
they messed up. Yeah. They stacked the court. They unbalanced the court and it unbalanced their strategy because, well, now we can overturn Roe versus Wade. All those belief systems that we were led, you know, to brought up, that we were brought up with, led us to this point where too many people can't think critically and they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. And now they are so embarrassed by their own stupidity that they can't admit that they were wrong because that would be admitting that they're dumb and they don't want to do that because they're told that they're smart. They could control the campground fire, but they can't control the forest fire that it's turned into. Exactly. Yeah. But, and that's the other thing is they're always going back to, but look at our campfire. Our campfire looks great. Everything around it's, you know, cleared. We're, we're burning a nice little pile here. It doesn't matter that our sparks have started these huge fires around us. Look at our pile. It looks great. Yes. Meanwhile, everything burns down. Meanwhile, everything burns down. Those of you that are watching and enjoyed this, you know, let us know. Uh, what belief systems have you been a part of that has made you stop and pause? And is this working for me? What's, what's going on here? Um, there was one thing I forgot to mention. You coming out? When I was young, 20 years old, 20, I was 20 years old, a young gay man going to gay pride and listening and dancing to Madonna and house music and, mm. You know, Janet Jackson, I saw two lesbians kissing, and it bothered me. And then my reflex was, wait a minute, I'm a gay man. How can I be bothered by two women kissing? What, what's, what's affecting me here? They should be kissing me. Wait a minute, I'm a gay man. I don't want women to kiss me. Where is this coming from? Programming. Right. Because I was raised, I was groomed to think that women want men and women should be with men and men only. That was in the back of my brain. As a gay man, I was blown away. I was like, where did this come from? Oh my gosh. It was one of the moments in my life that made me pause. Wow. Where did that come from? That's not me. You know, that's that's not giving and receiving love. That's right. just assuming and not acknowledging their existence. Uh, but that programming, where did that programming, was it from television? Was it from school? Was it from movies and media? We never saw gay couples in TV and media when I was a little boy right. in the 70s. Right. The gayest thing was Liberace. Right. right. Uh, Richard Simmons. Paul Lind on the Hollywood Squares. He was on Bewitched. He played Uncle Arthur. Mm. He was the gayest thing that walked around, and yet he wasn't openly gay, but you knew. Nonetheless, it wasn't talked about. My parents didn't talk about that sort of thing. So the media, programming, the influence has always been heterosexual in advertising and magazines, and this is in the 70s and 80s. So here I am, 1991, 20 years old, seeing two lesbians kiss thinking that this is wrong, this should be wanting to kiss me, but I'm being a hypocrite. Right. And I was like, wow. And that's because the community around you, the society, yes, yes. is anti-gay. But they're not anti-lesbian. No, because heterosexual men right. like seeing women. Right. And me as a gay man, I was not turned on by them kissing. No. I was just reacting to the influence that had been put into me 
subconsciously. Deep thought right before we end this. Well, I remember I'm I'm thinking back about programming and my first experience, you know, um, with experiencing somebody like a homosexual. So my first experience with somebody coming out, I'm going to make up some names for these people, but I had Billy next to me coming out of the closet and his brother, Tom, and our friend, Rick. That's you. Hey. Uh, and his, Rick's dad, uh, Tony. And Billy came out, was saying, hey, you know, I like guys. Rick's dad convinced, started to try to convince him that girls were better, you know. How oh, do you, you don't know what you're talking about. How do you do that? Well, he said, well, if you put a girl on your motorcycle and you start going really fast, eventually you'll start to feel this thing coming up between your legs. And he started talking about how girls make you hard. And I'm like, one, this isn't appropriate. But two, like, this isn't what this kid wants to hear, right? And I could see it as he was embarrassed. And I'm like, okay, at this age, the adult is doing this. So my perception of what's right is now kind of cloudy because I'm like, is what he's doing, is, 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 am I supposed to try to convince my friend to, to be straight? Uh, or am I supposed to accept him? Tim, I just don't know what to do in that situation. What? I've never ridden a motorcycle. You've never ridden a motorcycle? And I've never ridden with a woman behind You've me. You've never ridden with a woman you behind you? You mean to tell me? Rick, if, if, I were you, to, if you get on a motorcycle right now and you a, put a woman on the back and her boobs press up against the shoulder blades of your back, you're going to feel something between your legs. Oh, it's oh. going to start to rise. And, and then the thoughts in your head are going to get cloudy. Oh. Just you talking about it. And you're going to start making mistakes because you don't have enough blood to run both systems. No, just you talking about it. And then I you're think... going to crash your motorcycle with the girl on the back and she's going to go flying off. And you're going to be like, I'm cool. I'm not going to wear a helmet. And your head's going to smash into like a post or something. And it's just going to explode like a watermelon. Uh, I think I'll stick to being gay. But you just telling that story, I think I lost an inch. <laughs> That's okay. I'm Italian. I got plenty to go around. My point being is... What I saw after that... That's programming, though. So it continues. What I saw after that is my friend proceeded to come out to everybody else, because that was his plan, was to kind of come out to everybody that he knew. As a teenager. As a teenager. Um, I did that when I was 19. Still brave. Yeah. So he came out, and his parents, their reaction was, well, we're going to go to our pastor... And he's going to guide us through this. And, of course, the pastor tells him what they want to hear. He's doing this to hurt you. You know, you need to pray the gay away. You need to get him into counseling. He needs to be straight. He needs to be straightened out. Yeah. The right? pray, the, pray the gay away. I right? remember what that was like. Mm -hmm. And it... Now, granted... There are pro there's probably some, some other things going on. But when you break it down... Like... Everything that happened after that broke him from his family. And to this day, it's he's still a mess. He oh, lives wow. in San Francisco. He deals drugs. He's oh, an no. addict himself. Oh, I'm sorry. And, you know, he's, his brother lives, you know, up here still um, and has very little contact with him. But also his brother's still in that MAGA programming. Oh, you know, wow. He lives in that community where they reinforce you know your brother's doing this to kind of hurt you and he's doing it to to you know teach people a lesson and he's it's all you know him making wow. bad choices 
It's not the lack of love or empathy that you're not sh- that you're, sh- you're 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 showing him. So, what if your friend Billy was accepted and had room to discuss with his family what he was experiencing at a young age? Do you think that would have influenced who he became in life? Absolutely. I think he was still maybe at risk of a lot of the things that he fell into, but I also think that it would have been a different experience for him and for his family as well. Because it, I mean, it, it rocked his entire family when he came out. Do you think his family is to blame for the decisions he made as an adult? They might be reasons, definitely not excuses. I would say that he, you know, makes choices. He does. But also, he's a product of his environment. He grew up in a, a community that literally was taught to hate who he is. I remember going over to visit my friend where he lived in a place. And I was staying with him and his friends. And we were having a good time. And uh, we were singing music. And his friend picked up the guitar. And he started singing a song and the words started out and he looked at me and he goes, it's not okay to be gay. No, it's not okay to be gay. And then he started going into these verses or these chorus things and I was just like, what the hell is this? It's not okay to be gay. No, it's not okay to be gay. <laughs> that song alone would make me gay, right? It. it I. And I'm I surprised was like, you didn't become gay after that I song. I felt something, <laughs> but that's the thing. And I'm going. Of course, you know, you're you're not you're you're struggling to build a relationship with your brother because you've surrounded yourself with people who are telling you yeah. that he is doing something wrong. Wow. The belief systems again. He was programmed. Billy's younger brother was programmed to believe that Billy was doing something wrong. So here's one more example. In our public park that is a couple blocks away from my house, they had, they being a church in the community, had a service in the park. And it was very crowded, and they had a big stage, and they had a band up playing music. And they started a song, and they got to a, I'm guessing a bridge, and they started singing a phrase over and over again. Now, the reason we went to the park is because they had like a whole little kid section with like a petting zoo and a bouncy castle. So they're trying to attract young people with children. And they did. There were tons of kids here, and there were tons of young couples. And it was very, you know uplifting and happy and then i listened to the words of the song and they were the enemy thought he had me but then jesus came and saved me over and over again the enemy thought he had me but then jesus came and saved me what was the audience reaction hands up praise Jesus, they're singing along, it's fantastic, they've been building this song, and then all of a sudden they're at this point, this is the point of the service, the enemy thought he had me, Richter, but then Jesus came and saved me, and that's what it comes down to, they are brainwashing everybody to think that in our time of peace, relatively, you have to be ready because it's never peaceful, 
We're always at war. We're always fighting, and it is always the people around you because they're right here. They thought they had you. If you are here, they thought they had you because they had you. Wow. In your own community. And you saw this. And Jesus came and saved you. Please line up for face painting <laughs> and balloon animals. Don't forget the petting zoo and the bouncy castles. Oh, and the donation jar is going to go around. Oh, yeah. The donation jar is going to go around. It just reaffirmed everything that we had talked about. So when we break it down, the people at this church are primed and ready for anybody to come in and say, here's the enemy. Boom. And the enemy can be And the enemy me. can be anybody you want. It can be you because you're a gay man could be our neighbors because right? they're African-American. It could be my student who was raped and is pregnant. Oh, man. And because they want to have an abortion, they're the enemy. Right? Exactly that. Because they can't afford to have that baby. They don't want to have that baby. That baby is going to come into some chaos and is going to cause some problems probably when they're older. Now, we're going to be talking about this in a deeper level uh, in uh, podcasts down the road in regards to women's rights because Tim is a father. And statistically, and what the drain is going to be on society because of all these children being right. born and impoverished neighborhoods and what's going to happen in 20 years, the crime rate's going to... So we're going to talk about that down the road. Right. Oh, my God. So we're going to do our Let's Trigger Richter. Here it is. Are you ready? Are you are you prepared? Give it to me, Daddy. Oh God. Uh oh. Energy drinks lead to male pattern baldness. I like Monster Ultra Zero. It has only ten calories. I don't drink coffee. I get up in the morning, brush my teeth take my vitamins, and I grab my Monster Ultra Zero to begin the day. So the reason I put this in here is because multiple times I've heard this, and then it just recently came back up in the news, another study uh, specifically pointing to energy drinks. now Creating baldness. Creating baldness. And back in the day, it was just Mountain Dew that allegedly did two things. It lowered your sperm count, and it led to baldness. And so people were like, stay away from Mountain Dew. Now, those were like rumors, so we never really knew if they were true. But the baldness one was one of those that there was always a study, and then now it's even more and more and more proven. Well, they Um, say you get your baldness from your mother's side of the family. They do. But then my cousins, their dad is has baldness on their side of the family and my on on my my side we don't but they're all going bald so is that even really true i don't think you can really trigger me with my monster ultra zero i've given up drinking diet soda it's hard i think what's keeping me from going out and killing people is having my once a day morning monster ultra zero drink why not coffee i like the taste of it because my parents would give me coffee when I was like three and four years old. You know, back in the 1970s, it was a different mindset. Sure. Would you give coffee to your little daughter? No. God, no. no. My brother gave me Budweiser in the grocery uh, store back when I was six, five maybe. Yeah, five and a half. 
because it was funny to get you know give Ricky a bottle of beer and watch him drink it. I bet it was hysterical. It's wrong. You know? Yeah, I'll bet it was. But that's why I don't drink beer now, because I hated the taste of it. Okay. And my parents gave me coffee, I hated the taste of it. If my parents gave me dick, I'd probably hate the taste of it now. Oh, boy. If they only knew. My. <laughs> Your face. Uh, uh. So. Here, Ricky. You don't think that. Here's some cock. You don't cock. think that. You don't think that. Uh, you don't think that the, the soda had anything to do with you losing your hair? Maybe. I've always drank soda my entire life. Uh-huh. Uh, I've only been drinking Monster Energy for the past two and a half years. Don't have a heart attack. Anyway. Um, no, but I mean that that's what their study was. It was around sugary drinks mm. and sodas. People who drink those regularly that are more tended to lose their hair. Do you want me to give up drinking Monster Ultra Energy zero. Whatever. Yeah, I would love for you to do that. What am I gonna have in the morning? Coffee. No tea. <sighs> A five-hour energy shot. I don't care. Isn't that bad too? Uh, probably not as bad. Hmm. It's a lot of B vitamins and such. Small steps. <laughs> sure. My New Year's intention is to get off of Monster Energy drinks. My suggestion has been, and still to this day remains, get a, a, a soda stream. Okay. Remind me. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Tim failed to trigger Richter. Better luck next time, Tim. Hey, Tim, do you know what time it is? Uh, game time. It's time to Let's Quiz Tim. Oh, well, I guess it is game time. Let's do this. So in our belief systems part one, okay, I mentioned something that was the field of deceivery. What was it? You were talking about Bigfoot and the world of Bigfoot because you got sucked into the capitalism of it and the grifting. Yeah, and the grifting and just, yeah, all that. That's all it is. That's all it is to you. And that's all that matters. And that's all that matters to you is your perspective because Mm -hmm. you don't see the world around you from any perspective other than your own. I'm Italian. That's right. You are. And so are you. So am I. All right. So in your Catholic upbringing, (laughs) Mr. Italian, what was the single issue voter topic you saw in class? Oh, I saw the abortion one a lot in class. Yep. I've seen that. I told you what Donald Trump said he had in common with his daughter, Ivanka, on the Wendy Williams show. Oh, that's the gross one. He said he had sex in common with his daughter, which is like, like, why, dude? Why? Ivanka, what's the favorite thing you have in common with your father? Either real estate or golf. Donald, with your daughter? Well, I was going to say sex, but I can't relate that. Ugh. I got two daughters, and that's the last thing I think Could about. You, I would slug you if you ever said something like that. Right. Oh, my God. Right. I would let you slug me, I think. Oh, I think I I'd would be like, be you know like, what? Go ahead, Richter. Just, oh just knock me out for a little while. Oh, God. Knock some sense into me. Jesus. I've said that if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You know? <laughs> Stop it. So weird. Stop you know what? You are sick. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. No, well, you're terrible. known for saying Is outrageous things, Mr. Just Trump. Like That's just a line you don't cross. It doesn't matter if you're 
child is a grown woman that's sitting on your lap. <laughs> but the weird thing <sighs> is, is like you just there's so many creeps out there, and you see and you see them in positions where they talk about how they're just like they're doing just like us, and you find out one of us is like some crazy child, crazy porn grossness, and it's just like weird, mm. right? So not that either of us are that. Hopefully, Ooh. I just like cock. My. That's gross. Age appropriate cock, specifically. Big cock. Okay. At least eight inches. Okay. We okay, don't need continue. to go into detail. We just need to specify the age range. Rose McGowan. Yeah. Was the powerful voice behind what social movement? Rose McGowan. She was that major thorn against Harvey Weinstein's ass. Oh, the Me Too movement. There we go. Yeah. Very good. Oh, yeah. So, if you'd like to be a part of the discussion, you can talk to us or reach out to us on Twitter. At Tim Breaks It Down. And mine is Richter underscore Riolo right here. Yeah, so message us. I'm Tim's first follower. Will you be his second? (laughs) You just made it so weird. If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You know? <laughs> Break It Down with Rick and Tim is also available to watch on YouTube. Check us out also online at www.breakitdownwithrickandtim.com.